Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I usually say happy Friday. Well, happy Thursday. We're coming to you a day earlier with Husker Online Headlines. Hi, Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple. It's Easter weekend. Hopefully everyone's got uh, a glorious weekend uh, planned ahead uh, to take advantage of some time with family. But uh, it's time for Husker Online Headlines. Every week, Steve Sipple and I uh, break down what we feel are kind of five significant talking points from the week, Sip. And I want to go first right with the offensive line because um, it's kind of been a big talking point really all week. Um, where Matt Rule has somewhat tried to sprinkle some magic fairy dust that, hey, I'm going to make this offensive line better. We know what the metrics say the last two years. In fact, I had this in the 3-2-1 today. The last two years, Nebraska's offensive line has had the lowest pass protection grade on pro football focus of all Power 5 teams. Yeah, it's interesting. I wouldn't. I, I don't know that characterizes Matt Rule trying to sprinkle Belief, confidence. He's doing that, but he he has said he doesn't think it was that bad. So I don't know. I I mean the ratings. I don't you know. I don't know where what, what he's seeing, what other people aren't seeing, but he has been consistent in saying that that group isn't. It's a good group. That he, that wasn't the problem. So it's interesting. It is interesting, and he really likes Ben Hart, Bryce Ben Hart, which is he's made that clear. And he made that clear today. Um, in his session with reporters, said he's he's an NFL player. He said he's an NFL player, um, and and I think he believes he has other. I Nordin Nuelli. I think he believes he has others on that line. Ben Scott, perhaps Nordin Nuelli, perhaps, and he said it publicly about Ben Hart. So, listen, if if you think you got three guys up front that can play in the NFL, you should be pretty good up front. When we think if Teddy Prochaska gets back, we know what he can do. Mike, where does Turner Corcoran factor? And that seems to be kind of one that we don't have a great read on mm-hmm. through nine spring practices. You know, what what's their kind of outlook for him as whether it's guard or tackle? Because yeah. um, we know what he came in ranked as, but he, he hasn't, you know, <laughs> one of the better moments of his career was that opening game at Rutgers uh, when he started as a true freshman uh, when Matt Sichterman declared early for the draft. And, you know, we just haven't seen – him progress yeah Yeah, i mean we thought he'd be a tackle uh or i thought he'd be a tackle anyway and that if he would you know if the season were to start tomorrow i'm sure he'd be a guard right your teddy teddy would probably be at a tackle and ben hart would be at a tackle and corcoran would factor in at guard or guess he can play center too he's versatile that should help but he, I mean, I think Corcoran's got a very good chance to start. I, yeah. just, I just think it'll be a guard. And Ethan Piper, and we forget about Henry Lutovsky. Um, I mean, they return a lot on this offensive line. Kind of, Sean. They they have they're better off in the interior than they are the tackle spot. In that, okay, let's put it this way, Sean. Starting tackles if they're Prohaska and Ben Hart, who's your third? I think you're moving Corcoran to tackle. If if you need another one, right? Then I would ask you, who's after that? Because Nuri's played some tackle. Okay, then who's after that? 
it's I I looked at the other day. You can't come up with an answer. I mean, there's it's a little dicey in, in a sense, but in another sense, you could say, well, they just they can just move Corcoran or, or Nordeen there. So. Yeah, Jacob Hood. I mean, great frame, but just not ready. You're looking at him right here on this shot. The fresh, the transfer. There's Ben Scott, the other addition. Ben Scott can play tackle, by the way. He played right tackle. Yeah, so they can they have some guys within their kind of first six or first five even that can play tackle. Look how lean, look how lean Ben Hart is. And that's I mean, think about Ben Hart at six nine in high school. He had to stay at 285 pounds to wrestle. He looks like he's under 300. And you know, he won state. You know, so those wrestlers, you remember Tanner Farmer, they, they could really shred up pretty quickly. They know how to they know they know how to lose weight for sure. <laughs> I need to be a wrestler. Well that- <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's a whole other story. But I, yeah, rule like like the headline says, and Sean, he's been doing this since December. He expresses confidence in that group, and it's and and when he when he does it, a lot of people are like, "Wait a second, what's going on?" But I think some of it is like you you alluded to. There's a purpose. He 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 said it today. Those guys, all they hear is, oh, the O-line's terrible. The O-line's terrible. And then, you know, if you hear that too often, it, you know, maybe it becomes reality if you hear it too often. So he wants them to hear something else. Now, does he really believe it? I'd say to a certain extent he must. Just the value, though, of some of these transfers and additions on the O-line. I mean, Ben Scott. That's a huge addition. If they don't have Ben Scott right now, where is this line? Well, hold on, Walter Rouse. Sure? Walter Rouse. Now, why? Now, wait a second. What? I mean, they they have guys in the interior. I disagree with you a little bit on that, Sean. I, I I disagree back because well, I, I hold think on. the loss of Cam Jurgens at center. I mean, they needed a better guy. They they didn't have that last year. Well, I don't I don't know if they got a better guy. First of all, Ben second, Scott's a proven starter. What you think he's a second rounder right now? Well, I don't think he's Jurgens level, but I, well, I think he's better than what they had last year. Okay. They needed Ben Scott for the 2022 season yeah. as much as they need him for the 2023 season. They have season. the reason I bit back a little bit is there's there's interior guys. I mean, they have them. They need guys that have played football. They need a tackle. And they had Walter Rouse, and that, that puts it in perspective. Like a like Shannon Terry, I was listening to him on a podcast this week. You know, the value of a Rouse or even a Brandon Baker in the NIL and in the recruiting world that they're like gold. I mean, those this guy, those I guys know. don't come around. I know. No, and listen, getting Ben Scott's gigantic. It is. I just think you have you're better off right now at Nebraska in the interior. You could it it would have been better to go get a tackle, but it's hard. It's hard well, to do. Newelli just not having him last year. What would he have done last? Jeez, he's, I see. I think Newelli's pretty good. He's pretty good. We start. I mean, think about this. Like he could have come back to Norris for a senior year, or he could have played one more year of high school football. Declared early because he's an international student. Won a starting job. At Colorado As State. a true freshman at Colorado State, yeah. only played one year of truly organized American football at that point. Yeah, he's a real deal. He, he'll 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 be a starter here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let's move on. 
headline number oh, two testy there sean hey it's it's uh we're on our cut we're, we're hanging in there uh, headline number two <laughs> thomas fedoni captures keen interest of matt rule and we heard bob wager as well mm-hmm. talk about fedoni but uh just that competitive chip on the yeah. shoulder yeah that council bluffs iowa lewis central lewis central max duggan yeah um he, he's just got all of that he's got a, a chip to him right now and He's angry. I mean, this is a guy that wanted to be playing a lot of football the last two years, hasn't played any football other than a couple limited snaps during that 2021 season. Yeah, this has the potential to be something really special because we talk about this, Sean. We've talked about this over the years. You've seen plenty of guys that were talented, as even as talented as Fedoni, not necessarily at tight end, but at other positions, that this didn't have the drive. They didn't have the killer, the, the killer, and the, the want to. Um, Fedoni not only is awesomely talented, he has the it factor and he has the killer instinct. He wants badly to be good. Now, all of the, now you just hope he stays injury free because it's all there. He's got the size. He's rule says he's making plays in two minute offense up the seam, just like you'd imagine. Like when you close your eyes and think about Thomas Fedoni, what do you think of him running down the seam and making catches over smaller guys? Um, so it's a beautiful picture and you just hope it keeps going. And he, he's focused. He, I mean, he, he never was like caught up in his ranking. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not he, that type of guy, but you, you think about back to high school. I remember <laughs> it was right before COVID kind of hit that January of 2020 when the coaches could go out like Jim Harbaugh went to his basketball game. Your radio co-host Bill Bush went to his basketball game for LSU. Is that right? Uh, Georgia had coaches there. Um, I want to. I don't know if it was Kirby Smart, but may, maybe Todd Monken. I mean, but you had a lot of big, big dudes. name guys on Thomas Fedoni, and I mean, he had the world at that moment. And it just, you know, he's had bad luck, and and for him to stay focused, and um, you know, he's highly competitive. I'll never forget in high school, Steve Warren was putting together an event. And he did not need to compete in it because he's already a top tight end. But he said, I wanted to compete in the event to show these other guys what it what it what you have to do to be the best. Wow. And that's how he that's how he's wired. He's, like yeah, he's yeah, I, I just it's exciting. You just you just wish you could fast forward to August to September to early September and see what that looks like. Cause I think it's gonna look really good. Staying on the subject of tight ends, um, by the way, is it Irik? Uh, Arik? I don't know. Today, today, I've heard like four different versions. Well, today Matt Rule called him Eric, didn't he? Yeah, but MJ Sherman, who played with him at Georgia at my St. Michael's event, told the crowd he calls him Arik. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like it's okay. I don't know. <laughs> a R I K. Um, Gilbert. Yeah. You know, he, he's a guy. The, the the waiver thing. I asked Rule about. Yeah, that. Yeah, I'm glad you did. And. He, 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 what's going on with this waiver? I think he's going to get it. I mean, Georgia's going to sign off on it, and they're okay with it. I think they understand. Uh, I, I'm guessing Georgia didn't want him in the SEC, so they're glad to sign off on a waiver to Nebraska. Um, you know, if he was transferring to Florida, I'm sure somewhere else in the SEC, that might be a little bit different conversation. Uh-huh. Um, but Matt Rule is behind this kid, and you know this waiver process, you know how that goes. We'll, we'll find out probably in the late spring or June – uh, but I would expect he gets it. No questions asked. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it, I hope so. I mean, Matt Rule 
I, I heard you asked the question. I heard his answer. I didn't quite hear it that way. That it's a done deal. He said, if it's he does process, yeah, it's a process. And he said, if he doesn't get it, what, what he said that was most interesting was if he doesn't get it, he'll either train to play with us next year or go to the NFL. <laughs> I mean, he, he did, he did invoke the NFL in the conversation. Um, so what's so, that, the sub, what draft, I mean, would he enter the draft at that point or would he, yeah, he'd be eligible. I would think what's that draft called? Like, where Chris Pat, where the supplement draft, or what do you call supplemental it? Supplemental draft. Yeah. Like yeah. Chris Patrick. I don't know if they still have that. <laughs> like they can, just I don't like, even know if they have that anymore. I, I know. Yeah. That Chris Patrick got, he, Chris Patrick did get drafted in the supplemental draft, but I don't think that's an every year thing. Um, you, I'd have, you'd have to do the research on that, but I'm just saying what rule said. He said, yeah, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get the waiver, he'll either train to play here next year or train for the NFL. <laughs> I was like, wow. Um, interesting but the bottom line is the tight end position is a should be a strong part of the offense probably the second strongest part behind the running backs maybe it'd be better i mean if fedoni and gilbert are cleared full go that could be the strong could be the strongest or, part and, 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 and yeah bonner and bonner, bonner. and janiron bonner and Luke lindenmeyer yeah they they have a good group they're committed to bonner you can tell they bonner is a great example of a guy that that's benefiting from the coaching change. They've they found a position for him, a hybrid tight end. Well, and that was a late addition. I mean, no one even. I'll put it this way: when he announced in Nebraska last February on signing day, February of 2022, like nobody knew it was coming. Like it was kind of just kept under wraps, and and you know, he, no one really knew much about his story. You wrote a great thing about Bonner and the, the leg injury that he's overcome and how he was ejected from a vehicle ejected from a vehicle and it, it robbed him of his junior year broke his femur right broke his femur yeah the biggest bone in your body and it he um now he came back and had a big junior year or senior. big senior year um and was a four-star player uh it was a good get for Nebraska but Sean you've seen him he's not a he doesn't look like a wide out he's a he's a bulky body he he Hybrid tight end where they shift him to the backfield, which they do. They shift him to fullback. Looks perfect for him. And I think he's a football player. I mean, I think you could line him up at fullback and say, you got to go block a little bit, and he can do it. He's bi he's a big, strong dude. I've talked to him. He's He's got a kind of a fullback demeanor to him. He's a tougher dude, no-nonsense guy. I really – I mean, that position is really – think about it, Sean. You have two – bona fide four or five star tight ends and you throw in a another four star but he was i mean janiron was a four star receiver it's a lot of talent out there it is it's a lot of talent yeah and you know i remember when he got here like immediately stepping off the bus people like he looks different than guys we have they just had yeah. to find a spot for him and yeah they have so when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, let's move it on. Headline number three, Matt Rule has set the summer football camp schedule. And, and why is that a big deal? Because it's it's kind of directly tied to recruiting. Um, I mean, that, that's why like we care about the camps. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, they're going to use five of their 10 allotted June camp days. And here's the full camp schedule. So you get 10 days in the month of June where you can work camps. Okay. So you, you could have a day like June 4th. You could have coaches working camps around the country on June 4th. That's one of your days. Like a satellite camp? Uh, a satellite camp. Yeah. Now, we don't know like what their stance is. And that that would have been a good question, I guess, for rule maybe next week. Um, just what – you know, you release your camp schedule, man. I know it's really early, but how involved do you want to get with satellite camps um, and, you know, and, and work those? Because those have changed, too. I, I think satellite camps are big, but I think it's bigger. They're bigger to find the younger guys. Okay. Like, you might see an 8th, ninth, 10th grader at a satellite camp. You're not going to see a lot of 11th graders you don't know about at oh, a satellite okay. camp. Did you, back in, like, the two, six, 2016 to 2019 range? When they got big, you know, when satellite oh, camps yeah. became a big deal, could you like they went and got Boodle, um, DiCaprio from a satellite camp, right? The, but I how mean, often did that happen? They would. So what would end up happening at these satellite camps when you'd go back then? This is like 2015 to 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because 2020 COVID and then 2021 right. had COVID. It stopped rules. after COVID. Yeah. So after COVID, this stuff has not really yeah. happened. Um, but what would end up happening was there was like a camp within the camp and there'd oh, be like players wow. that would show up. Okay. That wouldn't work out. Right. And they would just kind of hang out. Okay. And then coaches would talk to those guys. Oh, and so you, you'd go okay. to a school in Florida or Georgia or Texas, and there'd be somebody bringing kids that may not even do the camp. <laughs> and then, and then they'd, there'd be like a whole nother thing going on, mm-hmm. you know, where coaches are talking uh, I saw some really good satellite camps. I mean, the ones in Florida were incredible. So it's like a meet and greet. <laughs> like Butch, um, Butch Davis, the old Miami Hurricanes yeah. coach, was the coach of Florida International. And he, I mean, some of the talent that rolled into the FIU satellite camp, it was incredible. But the problem was he wouldn't give one of the Adidas coaches there, all the coaches there from Adidas schools, they wouldn't give them rosters. Oh. And so you didn't know who these guys were. Like, and it's incredible athletes running around everywhere at skill positions. And Mike Riley turns to me, he goes, you know, Sean, there's a lot of good looking kids here. The problem is we don't know who any of them are. <laughs> and there'd be some so coaches really got to go ask like him. some coaches from like Kansas. It was the David Beatty staff. Uh, I think his name was Doug Meacham. He's like a quarterback. So Sounds right. He, he was sprinting around because on the directive of his head coach, Go get that kid's name, and they'd write write the guy's name down. Go get that kid's name. They run in and get the guys. I mean, so they're all a little bit different. Lane Kiffin ran good ones that you know. Lane Kiffin would just kind of walk in, walk out, but he'd have a good camp. Yeah, wasn't um, he like behind a rope? You yeah, couldn't even talk or, to him, right? I mean, he would come back, and he'd hold a press session at it, but it, it was he wasn't as directly involved um, at those camps. But that was an interesting time. I'll be curious what rule does um you know the, the big the big satellite campus that one in linden with the mega camp and as of today nebraska is not listed on their teams attending now okay. that can change okay. um, but that's that's kind of the epicenter of satellite camps the one thing i noticed about the camp schedule is no team camp no seven on seven this year at nebraska no team camp at nebraska no seven on seven and i'm okay with the no team camp i i felt like that was a huge commitment to use two or three of your camp days for a team camp. You only get 10 of them. Mm-hmm. The seven on seven is one. I would like to have seen them slide that in on a Sunday. You know, you like how we did, because a lot of good 
teams and kids would come to those team camps. Yeah, I enjoyed watching seven that. Who's seven. that Omaha North that, that little Omaha North quarterback? Circo, Circo. Sebastian Circo. Sebastian Circo's got offers. Oh, Malachi Coleman. Yeah, it was fun to watch that. Yeah, Malachi was great. Jalen Lloyd. Yeah. We talked. There I mean, was talent. I mean, there was definitely talent. So that's the one I wish they would still do. Like figure out a way yeah. to work it in. But it does require a lot of field space. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to use all your fields. Yep. They were they were playing in the Cook Pavilion yep. and Memorial Stadium. God, they were in the Hawks. Yeah. I mean, so it but that one I always liked. Um, you know, there's only one Friday Night Lights camp, June 16th. June 16th is a big night. We've seen Friday Night Lights where they've done one, two, or three. They're just gonna do one. Um, so that you gotta figure that's gonna be the one they're gonna filter a lot of action to. Okay. There'll probably be some decent players there. And what I used to like about Friday Night Lights was you'd go there, and that's always the recruiting weekends. So they'd have all the recruits coming in that are there, and you get to see those guys just kind of hanging out. You get to see also the new players when they had arrived to campus. A lot of times, the first time you'd see the newcomers that joined Nebraska was at Friday Night Lights. Um, so the, the other camps are more traditional. And, and Rula said this, Sip, that he wants his camps to be elite instruction. They're not just going to be car wash camps. Um, oh, I imagine he'll have all his staff there, probably a lot of his support staff, if not all of it. He 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 is of the belief, and I'm 100% on this. In fact, I've had this, we had this conversation long before Matt Rule came here that I, I always would look at these camps. I, I, I was interested because in, I thought it was kind of a window into the head coach. It was a window into his level of commitment and his, and his level of detail. And rule feels that way. And in those, you know, we're doing a story for later in the week. I talked to some coaches, his spring coaches clinic. I mean, they just can't say enough about the level of detail and how all his staffs there rules rule was there. Sean, you've been to camps probably where coaches, head coaches just pop in maybe a few minutes. They carve out a window. Yeah. And then they leave. <laughs> um, that one, I don't think that'll ever be rule. I don't think rule ever do that. And it, I'm not, I'm not really even critical of coaches that do that. It's a better look, though, when they hang around and are one of the Every people. place is different. This is one of those places where yeah. I think the head coach. It makes more sense at a place like Nebraska, right? Well, and like the youth camps, like those those don't count as your your, your 10 camp days. But you got to figure those third through eighth grade days, I mean, rule's going to be all over that. Hey, you know what it comes down to, Sean? They got a coach here that's treating Nebraska like it should be treated in terms of I've always regarded this as a big time enterprise. Nebraska should be treated as such by the head coach. And I don't feel like there's a few head coaches that have come in here that I don't I didn't it didn't seem like that to me. It, it seemed like it was getting pulled back into the crowd a little bit. This should be like the New York Yankees. Well, or the Dodgers. You think about, I'll say the okay. Dodgers for you. Um, you know what I'm saying? It Think should about, be that sort of that organization. So we talked to Bob Wager today, the Bob new tight ends coach, yeah. and just the amount of media around him. You could even tell he was kind of like taken aback. There were like 50 people interviewing the tight ends coach <laughs> I know, I know. on April 6th. Yeah. And and he, he on April 6th. And he, he said, he goes, First of all, thank you everyone for your interest. Yeah. I mean, like, oh yeah, don't, you'll never have a problem with that here. Like, I, 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 think, I don't think. I, I mean, this is a guy that coached high-level Dallas high school football in uh -huh. Arlington, uh -huh. and won state championships. Played for many, many state championships, and he's like, "Whoa." Man. Well, 
we do talk about this sometimes, but it's worth reiterating, I think, every now and then. Few programs have as much media coverage as this. Like when I say few, I mean maybe one other, two. Maybe other. Ohio State, maybe Alabama. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, that's that probably. Well, be about we had, it. okay, put it in perspective. At Oklahoma this year or two years ago when we went down to Norman, there were more Nebraska media in the press box than Oklahoma in media, Oklahoma media in, the, in their own press box. So that's box. a pretty good example. You know, I do the radio show with Bush and I've asked him about it. Like how many people would go to practice at LSU if they let him in? He said 15 to 20. Well, that's about a third or a fourth of what 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 shows up at a Nebraska practice. That's LSU. Okay. It's not small potatoes. Um, so that's I, I'd like to talk about that so people understand how big this media core is here. Still, even after you know, this team hasn't been to a bowl game since 2016. That was one of the back to those satellite camps and stuff. That's one of the reasons why I used to like to go on those deals because you'd get away from 50 people. It'd just be you by yourself yeah. with all the coaches for yeah. a week. And yeah, you know, yeah, that's refreshing. You go out to restaurants with the coaches and visit with other coaches from other schools. I mean, that that that's why you do this job, just to like, you know, truly get a feel for it. Like yeah. when you cover the team day to day, sometimes it's hard to have a good feel because uh -huh. there's just so many people. Uh-huh. But yeah, you get away from it in a setting like that. You've told me about that. Um, you get a different kind of feel for it. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. All right, let's go on to headline number four. Brian Buschini's importance cannot be stressed enough. He's an NFL guy. Uh, we talked with special teams coordinator Ed Foley, who's fresh from the NFL himself, and yeah, I think I don't know if it was you or somebody else kind of tried to act, ask if there was a competition at punter, and there's not. He he tried to kind of go that direction, then he's like, "No, there's really not." I mean, <laughs> that's exactly that's a good portrayal. He said he, he was fair. To. He was fair to Jacob Hole. Um, Jacob Hole, you do you know that name? He's a backup punter. He punted at Southwest. Yeah, and he punted it. He punted at Nebraska Wesleyan too. Um, and he said, "Well." What the bottom line is, this is what Foley said. Brian Buschini's punting to get in the NFL, and Jacob Hole's trying to become a college punter. You know, it's so there's a big, there's a gap. No surprise. I mean, I, I, I asked just to sort of get that that sort of answer, just to hear a coach, hear a coach, um, really emphasize how far Buschini is ahead. Now, now to get to your question, or or to get to the headline. Why can't it be stressed enough? It, it helps so much to have that security, and he can be a game changer for you too. And he's got a good, he's got a great, you know what? What else, Sean? He's got a great demeanor. He's very, he's he's not one of those kind of. He's not in his head. He's not, he's not a guy that you can't go up to in a game because he's freaking out. You know, he's he's a he's, he's a, a leader too. Yeah, he's a leader. He's a level-headed guy. He's a veteran. He's a grown. He's a grown man. He's married. He has a house. It's just he's really good security, but he also can change the game. Well, I mean, little things like 
he's wearing number 18 this year to honor Brooke Behringer. Mm -hmm. it, it's kind of almost scary. He kind of looks like Brooke Behringer. Kind of I mean, kind of does, kind of. There was a side by side. That's a little bit of a. Story. Well, the World Herald did a side by side on their social media channel of Brooke and him yeah. up and down, and they they looked alike. I was like, yeah. whoa, like, <laughs> um, but you know, just for him to even under, I mean, he wasn't even probably alive when Brooke Behringer was playing at Nebraska. Probably not. Um, but yeah, he comes from Montana. He averaged forty four yards a punt last year, which was, I mean, eighth best ever in school history in terms of you know per season average is 25th nationally you could see it going up he's a great there it is right there oh yeah i i'm gonna still say you're, you're just gonna say no to no i'm still saying simple i'm still saying stretch stretch um he places the ball really well too it's not just about oh man he can hit it a mile it's not that he can place it in fact Foley said he put on a pooch punt clinic in that that saturday scrimmage where he asked him, eight yard he hit line. about 10 balls. He asked him to hit about 10 balls and place it right at the eight. Four of them hit the eight. Now, that's NFL stuff. When, when you can press, put four of 10 right on the target, it's pretty good. So, they, yeah, I mean, they're, uh, they're in good shape at that position. I think they're pretty good shape at place kicker, too, uh, with Timmy Bleakroad, who was nine for 12 last year, didn't kick many long ones, 34, 35 extra points, got one block, not his fault. Um, now, Tristan Alvano will come in in August and you know, the, the media here, they all, everybody wants to hand him the job. Of course. Um, we'll see on that. Bleak road is a veteran player. Um, you know, Alvano will have to beat him out. Yeah. And that, that's going to be a topic is you're right. I mean, bleak road was solid. He solid. wasn't exceptional. No, not he was solid. Yeah. And, but you can tell he knows what's going on. Oh, bleak road smart. And he's a great punter too. They don't have him punt. I don't think, but he can punt. He's, he's a very good punter. Yeah, he's a very good punter. Um, that, but you know, I don't think you want him to do that, right? No, it messes with your stroke. Yeah, and it's just a overload too. I think what Alex Henry and Brett Maher did over that stretch where they punted in place oh. that, that was un. They did it at an all conference level on both sides. That is ridiculous. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, you don't see that very often at all. Yeah, so they're they're pretty good. I mean, they're really good at punter, you, and it's that's huge. Um, and I think they got they feel pretty good about Bleak Road. Well, and, and Bushini has two years left. That's a, does he? Run? Yeah, he's a redshirt junior. Okay, so he, he has he, this year and next year. Yeah, it's not like he, you know, punters don't generally declare. So like they're gonna have him for two more years. That's big. That's big. I mean, that's a huge luxury. Really yeah. And and people forget he was hurt last year and hurt his ankle. So that affected a little bit of the numbers. I mean, go back to that game in Ireland. Mm -hmm. The way he punted his first game out of the year. I mean, mm -hmm. he was booming. That was a clinic. Yeah. Because it had the hang time and the distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're. It's a good thing. I mean, this team, this team's just not that bad. I mean, it. I don't know. I don't, we're not going to do the whole prediction thing. We're a long way from that. But they got some guys over there. They, I mean, when Rule says it, they're talking about three guys on. You know, that could maybe on the line playing the NFL, an NFL punter. Um, I don't know how many guys you got to do. Well, he, he's talked openly about Newsom being an NFL player at one corner. You, you think Hartsog's trending in that Farmer. direction? Miles Farmer. Okay, we just named seven NFL players in his eyes. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, that's that's not you, – you're not hurting, you know. So we'll just have to see where it goes. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, 
Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, final headline. Got a couple things here I'm going to squeeze in. It's Easter break. Team's going to take some time off. Um, as nine practices in the books, uh, they're going to have a little team dinner Thursday night. They'll lift Friday. Okay. Saturday, Sunday, they'll be off. They'll lift again on Monday. Then they'll practice Tuesday. So uh, no practices, at least until Tuesday of next week. Right. So, yeah, you know, and, and I think the guys could use a little break. It's intense time. Um, Rule had a, had a fabulous quote today. I'll paraphrase it. He said, this is when this is when you win and we're interested in winning. We're not interested in losing and thanking the crowd for coming, thanking the fans. We're here to win. And this is when you win. He said, you don't win in the fall. I mean, you technically win games in the fall, but this is when this is when you nail it down. You got to get a lot nailed down to win. You got to get a lot nailed down now to win in the fall. We don't see spring practices very much of them. But the, the, it's, an, it's an intense period. That practice, you know, I talked to coaches that were there last week. It was intense. The Saturday scrimmage. The Saturday scrimmage. It's intense. There's no, you, it, it has to be. I, I, I think we get kind of lulled to sleep a little bit because it's spring. There's no game in sight. We don't see a lot. Um, but I, it's got to be intense. What I like about Rule is he's a combination of old school and new school. He is. Like, it's he's a great way to much, put it. Like Joe Paterno, ex-player, tough blue collar, but he's very big on the recovery and and the advancements and the other things that are out there to help the players. I mean, well, it, and he's mindful of players' mental health in this, and and I think that's important. Old school, new school. Yeah, he's very new agey in some ways, but man, it is core. I'm telling, I'm, I think Sean, it is core. He's a, I mean, ones versus ones. You heard that today. We should have mentioned that. Well, we are going to mention it right now. Um, He's big on ones versus ones. That had to be music to the ears of Nebraska fans That because it, he thinks it instills confidence. And by the way, he said that's what this team needs. This team needs confidence. Where you think before that, three years of Mike Riley, five years of Scott Frost's era, I mean, there was very little contact in practice. I mean, they, they thudded. But yeah. I mean, for eight years, I, yeah, it was limited. Pretty more pretty probably. limited. I don't know. I wonder what those coaches like. I'm, I, I put myself in the shoes of a Greg Austin. If he was listening, would he say that? Would he say it was limited? I don't. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I go back to Ireland though when they said they took the pads off the team for almost two weeks before going out there. Oh yeah, that's true. That's think true. about that fall. I, that's I call, true, Sean. Think about the fall camp. That really raised eyebrows. The too. three on, the three on, one off, all the way through. They never did four days in a row all yeah. fall camp. Yeah. I mean, it, it was like a. That was new agey. It was like a firefighter <laughs> shift, you know, 24 on 24. I mean, it was like a, I never had seen like a practice. I mean, it, it sounded all good, but they weren't ready for Northwestern. No, they weren't. I mean, you can say that now. That's a, that, that is, they really weren't. I mean, they obviously played them well and played them close, but you saw what happened with Northwestern. They're one in 11. They're one in 11. And we thought, oh, that Northwestern team's not that bad. Yeah, it was terrible. They were they Nebraska made them look good. I remember I was saying those two running backs, I, those two guys might be playing in the NFL. <laughs> that was just wickedly stupid. I mean, it was they weren't that good. It was just that like you said, Nebraska wasn't ready. I mean, they didn't they weren't that well prepared for that game. They they had a defensive coordinator who had lost his way. 
they, they he had he lost he lost his way eric um and it's just a it's just it's sort of mesmerizing to think well and even like that. we that onside kick we blame that on the game but they were still up 11 that's what rules said yeah they're yeah. up 11 like yeah stop them you're up 11 points right right yeah i i mean was it a i we don't need to relitigate that call but you're right i mean it shouldn't matter that much but it did late third quarter right yeah just some of that all right i want to end on this um, we got some interesting data steve rosen and we have a full story on alcohol sales at pinnacle bank arena um but yeah. the numbers are in yeah and kind of just as we thought, the I mean, there's not as much money made no, off not alcohol sales as you would think. Um, here are the numbers for, for men's basketball when, when you break down the alcohol sales uh, for Nebraska. I mean, like, I'm going to pull these up here. So I could, um, you know, the, the month of February was $258,000. That was, that was the high watermark month. Um, Total sales. But you look at just these numbers right here. These are the monthly numbers. They don't play a lot in October. So throw October out the window, but you know, 80 to $93,000 in November, December, January, February, they had a lot of weekend home games. If you remember a lot of Saturday, Sunday games in February. So that, that was a, a good month, but I mean, I kind of, ch- the, the, the women's numbers, as you would expect, I think there are Husker fans that probably spend more money on their tailgate party beer than, than what the, the women's game. sell. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm serious. Right. So the so the takeaway, I mean, what Nebraska takes away from this as an athletic department is very minimal, right? Um 10%. So like I think Nebraska will make a the let me read about 60,000. Yeah, so the total number uh that Steve reported they they made 600 and they sold $607,000 in drinks. Um and the athletic department would would get sixty thousand. Yeah, sixty thousand dollars. Right. So that falls out of your couch, Sean. I mean, that's nothing. Um, <laughs> I mean, and Trev. To be fair, Trev. He Trev said Alberts, that. Trev Alberts said this is not a money making enterprise. This is a fan amenity. Now and, you know who would help. So the arena. Yeah. Like in their, I mean, their their margins next door to our office here, they're tight. I mean, five hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the arena. Yeah. That's a big bump for them. That's yeah. I mean that that's five hundred fifty thousand they didn't have before. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it's a bigger, much yeah, it's a significantly bigger bump for them than Nebraska. It's not really even a, it's just a little ant hill for Nebraska sixty thousand. Seriously, <laughs> it might cover the toilet paper for the building for yeah. the year. Something small. <laughs> it's not. I mean, yeah. It but I, I think it's more like Trev Alberts and Doug Ewald and their team saying like we're trying to offer the best fan experience. The most important stat that that Steve reported, and this will be in Saturday's story, there was not one incident that involved police. Is that right? Alcohol sales. Yeah, you never, Sean. Think about all the years, the buildup to that alcohol sales at Nebraska sporting events, and how often it was discussed on on off season radio shows. Topic every year, guys yelling about it. It's just. It, it's just really not that big a deal. <laughs> it really isn't. I'm still of the belief, though, Memorial Stadium today is okay, not no. set up for it. Okay, not set up for it. But they, they can do it. But, like, I sat in the south end zone. There's no bathrooms in the south end zone. Like, you have to go all you the sat way. there. I sat in row 88 as a kid. Yeah. You know, and, and you go all the way down, like, ramps. Like is it an, still that way? Yes. Really? There's no concourse to the south. Yeah. So you have to go all the way down to the ground level to use the restroom. 
I'm not a man of the people. <laughs> I have not, I don't sit in the stands. I have, and I did, you know, when I was 12. Row, row 88, section 16A, seats five and six. My dad still has those two tickets, but he sits over on that upper east balcony now. He's that kind of a man of the people. Hey, Sean, it's the apparatus isn't there, but I, I mean, trying to sell to me that sip there's just going to be a lot of problems in the state ah come on it there's alcohol sales are all over it's America. more like where would you put your beer yeah without spilling it on somebody <laughs> i mean that's a problem because you're packed in I mean, no absolutely well like i sit in at pinnacle bank arena in section 101 or 102 it's it's one of the sections that's collapsible they could like move it in and out well the the cup holders that come down on your armrest, they don't fit the beer can. Oh, they don't. So like, you're, I mean, your beer can just slips right through now. If they, oh, really? If they sold the 25 ounce or 24 ounce can, they would fit. Okay. But they, at Husker basketball games, they sell 16 ounce cans. Yeah. For concerts, they sell 25 ounce cans. Okay. So my count counsel would be just sell the 25 ounce cans. Okay. And they'd fit in the cup they'd fit in the cup holder, at, yeah. at the arena better. Yeah. And it, the, but you're right. It, it, you make a pretty good point, Sean. At Memorial Stadium, it's so packed in. It would guys would be and spilling women, on people. They would literally be spilling on people. Literally, you're right. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. It right that's pro but once and, and they did announce, by the way, that HDR is the architect firm out of Omaha that Nebraska will be working with to come up with the plan for Memorial Stadium. Now they've given a range sit for this of 200 to 500 million dollars that's quite a range yeah 500 million. like my my question would be is how do you get to 500 like what would need to be like what justifies the top of this range and the bottom of there'd the be range? all kind of different money sources i don't know how much you're going to get private I, I mean you're asking people to donate to other people's comfort which i mean it's not like like asking somebody for NIL money, which directly affects the, the the teams that you're cheering for. This is this is just a comfort discussion. But there's other ways to raise that money. But five hundred million is over the top. Listen, I mean, there's a part of me, just a part of me, that says just win games. Like, what? Why are we worried about committing half a billion dollars to a stadium right now? Winning takes care of a lot of problems. And I now, on the other hand, now this is this is the other hand. This is important. Trev, I like that Trev is very mindful of the fans. The fans are critical in this whole discussion at Nebraska. It's what makes it still makes it unique. The fans, that full stadium. And so Trev's interested in taking care of them. And I and I do laud that. I laud that. But five hundred million. I it mean, needs to just be build updated. a new I mean, damn stadium. I it mean, needs to be updated. I mean, I, the South needs to be updated. Like I suppose, like, yeah. Oh, it does it does? Like you literally have to walk up like ninety eight rows by That's yourself. Hard to do. Like, I'd have a hard time. I mean, there's that. older people that that might be the most exercise they do in a year to go up to their seat at the stadium. Right. Yeah, and it's that's taxing. You're right. I mean, it's. I got it. I was a young kid doing it. It was a little easier, but I can't imagine. It's 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 a lot of so they they just got to figure out what they want that to be, and then how long will people be displaced from their seats? Well, that's a whole nother discussion. Say that say rule gets this place rolling pretty fast, and then they have to. Then they're in the midst of this construction that they would have to maybe diminish capacity, and you're asking people not to come to the games. Maybe I don't know how you're going to do no. it. 
this would, would that ever happen? This I don't I mean this would never happen, but you know, like some teams like Illinois when they redid their state or the Bears when they redid Soldier Field, they played in Champaign. Okay. Yeah. You know, like no well, where would you play viable there? option is Arrowhead. And the reason why you wouldn't do that you is do you're it. taking away dollars from the state of Nebraska. Right. You know, it's one thing if there's another version of Memorial Stadium in the state of Nebraska. Yeah, and I, and I gotta be careful here not to sound alarmed. I don't know, I don't have any information that would suggest that Nebraska would, you know, take the take the capacity down to sixty thousand. I'm not saying that would happen. I just don't know how you're gonna do it. Um, I, I do think people in some parts of the stadium we displace for at least a year. When you say displace, they are you talking tickets. displace to their living room? They won't have tickets in their seats. Like they'll have. They won't room. be able to get in the stadium. And who knows what the plan? Maybe they'll shrink some student capacity. Who knows? I, mean, <laughs> well, I don't know, but that could get very controversial, yeah. especially if the program's rolling. And people want to be in there watching Nebraska play Michigan, for instance. You know, well, think about 2011, where the program is at. There was a massive wait list for season tickets yeah. when Nebraska entered the Big Ten. Yeah, this doesn't seem like a, and that was 92,000 in the stadium. It doesn't then. seem like a pertinent discussion, maybe right now because it's a little far off. But it'll get pertinent it, when it's you start ramp telling, up, though. yeah, when you start telling people they can't come to the game. If that happens, see, that's that's where an AD makes his money because you get you get some angry people. Well, Trev dealt with it already on that east balcony when they converted it to club seats, the original balcony. Yeah. And they, they said, you can keep your seats, but you're going to have to pay this much more oh, money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that wasn't any, I mean, some people had those seats forever, but they were getting a hell of a deal. And now they're making those seats club seats. Once again, all this is easier if you're winning. Yeah. It is. Right now, it's not easy. Except, you know, people are going to want those tickets. Uh, being an AD would be a headache, especially, especially at a place like here. Yeah, well, I'm just saying when you're messing with your stadium, then it gets really tough. I mean, people get mad when like run when Brunzos were taking out of the stadium. Remember how mad people were about that? <laughs> yeah, when they switched from Coke to Pepsi, people were mad. I mean, yeah, Trev, Trev. Now I know right now I know this for a fact. This is this discussion is occupying a lot of Trev's time. It is. He's got his football coach. Yeah, he's got his football coach. He's made his decision on basketball. The stadium is taking a lot of his time. The, the, what we're talking about right now, and that I'm sure we'll have many, many headlines on this down the road. But down the road. Thank you for everyone for joining us here on this Easter weekend. We hope everybody has a, a great Easter holiday. Uh, we'll be back again. Uh, make sure you're on HuskerOnline.com. Uh, like, follow, subscribe to us here on the YouTube channel, or you can get the podcast version anywhere you find podcasts at. And check out Husker Online. We got a great special right now, $29.99. Get you access until August 31st. For Steve Sipple, I'm Sean Callahan for another edition of Husker Online Headlines.